Hey, so last week we spoke about how to deal with toxic work environments, and we spoke how to do it from the perspective of working from within the organization, you know, trying to change roles, taking on new leadership responsibilities. But what if that's not possible? If you're in a situation where you can't leave your role, you can't step up, but you still have to deal with a difficult person, what do you do in those situations? In today's episode, we're going to go through one really quick and easy technique you can use to quickly diffuse how you feel about a negative person or a negative situation in the moment. It's, it's honestly so simple that it almost seems silly, but simple and silly works. Let's get started. Welcome to the Money, Love, and Freedom Podcast, where you'll develop the mindset and skills to create a life of total abundance. From business and wealth to love and sex, discover what it takes to live a life of freedom on your terms. And now, your host, Coach George Wang. What's up, Freedom Fighters, and welcome to another episode of the Money, Love, and Freedom Podcast. I'm your host here, Coach George Wang, helping you to become a better leader in your business, your family, and your community. So today we have an interesting topic, and that is, how do we deal with difficult people? I see this come up the most at work because in your personal life, you pretty much get to choose who you spend time with and, and who not to. But in a work environment, you rarely, if ever, have that option. So what do you do? Well, we're going to go through one quick way you can adapt your thinking and your mental patterns when dealing with these difficult people, whether they're at work or in some other area of your life. This is kind of an extension of episode seven, where we spoke about what we call modalities, which is how people think, whether it's in pictures or in sounds or in feelings. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea to, to go check that out, do a quick refresher. That is episode seven. Uh, and if you remember from episode seven, if you listen to it, everyone typically has a main way that they like to think. What they're called is either visual, auditory, or kinesthetic thinking patterns. And that means that, you know, just when you think of something, you basically either picture images or a movie you may think in sounds, like you might hear someone talking to you, or you might do some self-talk in your own mind, or you might uh, hear, you know, th uh, think in feelings, right? You get a gut sense or some type of sensation in your body when you bring up thoughts. Everybody has the ability to go into all three of these thinking patterns, and we usually do so multiple times throughout a day, but we take typically at least, have one favorite way that we default to. Now, episode seven was really about how to use this knowledge to connect with other people. So if I know you're a visual, then I'm going to speak like a visual to you. I know If you're an auditory, I'm going to speak like an auditory. And, and if you're a kinesthetic, I would speak like a kinesthetic to you. But today, we're going to talk about how to use your own thinking style 
to change how you feel about someone, something, or some situation. Before we do that, let's test yours for a moment. Let's figure out how how you might represent most thoughts in your brain. For a moment, I just want you, without having any other thoughts going in your mind right now, I just want you to think of one thing. And that one thing is your favorite memory. Whatever it was, just let it come to you. What was your favorite memory? Think about that memory for a second. Now, a lot of stuff might have happened as you were thinking of this memory. You might have seen, again, some pictures or movies of it. You might have heard some sounds, maybe people talking to you. If it was you won a game uh, when you're in eighth grade uh, playing basketball and you hear the crowd cheering. Or, or you might get some you know, gut, gut feeling, some feeling of warmth, some feeling of happiness. Or, and by the way, this sometimes really trips people up, is you have some combination of these three or all three. The combinations are where the magic is. Because if you really pay attention and notice these different images, sounds, and feelings, if you really pay attention, you'll notice that they happen in an order. So for, for example, for me, my favorite memory is my wedding day. Uh, honestly, it was, it was one of the happiest, most fun days of my life. Unlike a lot of weddings I've heard of, ours went entirely smoothly without any hitch or glitches, no issues with uh, timing, scheduling, nothing. It was perfect. And so when I think about my wedding day, I definitely run through all three of these thinking patterns because it was so emotional, so strong, that, that when you have these strong emotions, normally all of the senses are involved. But there is an order to it. I can't, in my own mind, pull up the sounds or the feelings of my wedding day without first pulling up the images. So as I mentioned in episode seven, my main modality, my main way of thinking is visual. So what happens in my brain is first, I get a visual image, a picture or a movie of the memory, and then I can attach all the sounds and the feelings to it. Not everybody goes in that order. Actually, everybody has a different order. I I have a, a friend who is highly kinesthetic. And so when she thinks of the future or she brings up a past memory, first she gets a really quick gut feeling about it. Without thinking of anything else, she just gets the feeling first. Then she visualizes it. Then the sounds come in. And then she goes back into the feeling. So it's, it's kind of like a loop. So yes, a lot of people will have the same patterns, but there are a various number of patterns that you can have when you pull up this uh, memory or when you're thinking of the future. And, and here's why this is important. If you know how you respond to things mentally, then you can control it by manipulating it. So uh, let me explain. Let's say you're like me. And if you were like me, that means you would go from visual and then you could bring in auditory sounds and then you get the kinesthetic feeling. So knowing this, that this is the order that I go in, then I want to get set up and ready to go with a strategy to control how I represent these images first, 
than the words and feelings in my own brain when I'm dealing with somebody or some situation that's going to be difficult. And it helps if it's a person, let's say it's a person you're dealing with and and they're repeatedly difficult. You can have this strategy set up ahead of time. So if you think about someone who really bothers you right now, and I just want to test something right now, what comes up? What do you notice if you think about somebody who really bothers you? Do you hear their voice first and then see their face and then get a bad feeling about it? Do you see their face first, then hear their voice and get a bad feeling about it? For, for most people, there's some combination of visual and auditory or auditory than visual that leads back to a feeling or it might be a loop where it starts kinesthetic and then goes to either visual auditory and then and then back into the kinesthetic. So what we want to do then is to, if we know we're going to deal with a difficult person or situation, pre-plan ahead of time a strategy on how to manipulate how these images are coming into our brain or, or these words or these feelings. So this is what I would do. When I think of a person who bothers me, who might be difficult or toxic in some way, and I have to work with them, because I'm visual first, first I'm going to pick a visual image to represent that person as that doesn't seem to bother me at all. Something silly, maybe like, you know, the face of Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck. And then afterwards, I'll associate a new sound to the pattern. Uh, you know, maybe Mickey Mouse's voice or perhaps Donald Duck's voice. So now that I have this strategy kind of prepped and ready, then the next time I have to deal with this person, then I'm going to use that as how I represent this person in the moment. So meaning if, if he or she comes into the office for a meeting I know I have to have with them, When they come in, when they walk in, instead of seeing their face on their body, I will picture Mickey Mouse's head on their head. So imagine just looking at the person and instead of them, you're looking at Mickey Mouse. And I know you could pretend to do this, right? You could pretend to see Mickey Mouse right now in front of you if you really wanted to. So I put Mickey Mouse's head on their head. And when they speak to me, And yes, it will take probably a second longer for me to process this, but it's only going to be a second at most. I promise you it will happen super fast that no one will notice. But when they say something to me, rather than registering their voice, I will allow it to register in the voice I pre-chose. So in this case, maybe Mickey Mouse's voice. So I'm seeing Mickey Mouse when they're talking to me and I am hearing Mickey Mouse's voice in the moment and that's going to change instantly how I feel about this situation and this person. So just try that for one second. Think of a memory with someone where, where maybe you got upset at something they said or something they did, but change the images and change the sounds in whatever order works right for you. And, and if you want to be simple right now, you can just use the, use the technique I just did. Put Mickey Mouse's head on their body and change their voice to Mickey Mouse's voice and replay the whole scene in your mind and just notice how that changes how you feel about the situation. 
just notice how it just brings down the whatever negative emotion you're feeling, whether it was anger, upset, sadness, whatever that might be. And just try that. Replay the whole situation, Mickey Mouse's head, Mickey Mouse's voice. Notice what you feel. I am pretty, pretty sure that when you represented the memory this way, it didn't have the same kind of uh, emotional sting to it. So what do we do? We didn't actually change what happened, right? Like the event actually happened and we're just replaying it in our mind. But what we did is we changed how we represented it. And that allowed us to change how we feel inside about it. And, and let me say this one thing too. This, this doesn't mean that we don't take corrective action if there is some action to take. So I'm not saying if, if you know someone punches you in the face, for instance, then you turn their face into Mickey Mouse, you turn their voice into Mickey Mouse, and you just laugh about it, right? Although you could, right? But I'm not suggesting that at all. What I'm saying, though, is that you can take the emotional sting out of what happened. So then with a clear head and a calm demeanor, you can take the appropriate actions that are necessary to fix whatever the issue is. So I, I know and I recognize that this actually might sound almost too simple and maybe even a little silly. But in my experience working with hundreds of clients, the simpler the solution, the more likely someone is to implement it and the easier you get results. This, by the way, you don't have to just do it the way I did. You know, you can you can change things in a whole bunch of different ways. For instance, if, if you're looking at a person, you don't have to change their face into a Mickey Mouse. You can change their color. You can turn them pink, for instance. So now you're just looking at them, but their whole body is just pink or green or purple, whatever. You can change their size. If someone's looking at you rather than talking to them directly, you can imagine that they're like a little miniature version, like a miniature five-inch, six-inch version of themselves. Uh, you, you can make them extra large, too. You can make them the size of the room so they're almost like a blimp and you're just looking like they just look ridiculous now. You, you can change other things about the sound of their voice. You can turn down the volume in your own head, turn up the volume. You can speed up how fast they're talking. You can slow it down. You can make it sound like it's hollow. You can do all these things to, rep, to change how you represent what's actually going on in the moment so that it takes away the sting from whatever's going on. What I would just recommend, though, is for each person that may be difficult in your life, and hopefully you only have one or two. Most people I deal with in my office uh, typically only have you know one one person or two people they have to regularly deal with that that causes them an issue. So, so just I like as I mentioned, I would recommend you that you pre-plan ahead of time a strategy of how you're going to change their their image, and how you're going to change their voice, the way the voice registers in your head, pre-plan that so that in the moment when you're talking to them, you don't have to think about it. You just look at them and say, Mickey Mouse's face, Mickey Mouse's voice, and then let the inputs come into your brain that way. All of these ways of manipulating how these things and how these thoughts manifest in your mind, I promise you will change how you feel. Because right now, if I had to guess, when you think, and if you were to think of someone who gives you a hard time, you're always picturing them in the same way. You're always hearing them in the same way. 
And if I had to guess, if they're really bothering you, if you were to just bring up a normal memory of somebody who, who bothers you, if I had to guess, just notice for a second, if when you're picturing them, I bet you're picturing them really close to you. And I also bet that you also hear what they're saying to you at at least your normal talking voice, if not louder, which is why this is bringing up such a strong negative emotion in you. So right now, if you, if you have this thought in your mind, I want you to try to take the same image, take these same sounds, but instead of picturing it close to you, push the image farther away. So push it as if it's, imagine if like you're seeing the same image you just thought of the person that bothers you, but imagine it's maybe 50 feet out in front of you. Don't change anything else, just change the distance and also change the voice, change the sound as if the sound was also coming from 50 feet away from you. So obviously if they're 50 feet away from you, they might have to yell, but it's going to sound a little dimmer, right? But just change that and just notice how you feel. If I had to guess, it doesn't, it doesn't bother you as much. So this is how we control our own minds and not let our minds control us. It's simple, it's easy, it works. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this episode was helpful. It, yes, I understand it may seem awkward, but I promise it works if you're willing to try it. So next time you're going to deal with a difficult person, first come up with a strategy first about how you're going to represent them. Change their face change their voice. Rid yourself of those tense emotions so you can live a life of freedom on your terms. We'll be back again next week with a new episode. Take care, everybody.